Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Welcome back to the show. Coffee and cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency, 590 ESPN Omaha. Live on Twitter, live on YouTube, we're happy to have you with us. If you are either streaming at home, we're on your television, or you're listening in your vehicle right now, we appreciate your time, and we hope you enjoy this next segment as we bring in Brandon Vogel. Brandon is our guy at Hale Varsity, managing editor for Hale Varsity, and uh, if you want to... Get a subscription to Hale Varsity. You can use that promo code DB or that promo code AR for monthly and uh, get some deals, get some perks, and be a part of that great team as well. Brandon, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good, B Vogues. Hey, we were just talking before the break, and and I used, you know, because we had this conversation yesterday, and one of the poll questions we wanted to talk about was comparing and how you feel about your respective programs. We were using Creighton and Nebraska, and I think the the obvious answer would have been like, oh, you know, you feel better about Nebraska for, you know, multitude of reasons. Um, but I said, you know, maybe it's not that easy. Maybe it's – are you prolonging the inevitable if you're a Nebraska basketball fan, right? Are you just riding the good ride knowing that it could come to a halt rather quickly and if you're Creighton you know maybe it's yeah you've got the two in a row but you still have the opportunity to get going for a a long run in March and it just got me thinking and I go back to Riley's 8-0 start and how we feel about Nebraska basketball versus Tim Tim Miles being in a much better position later in the season and him not keeping his job right so I asked the question is it okay when expectations are fluid given the course of how a season plays out? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's definitely okay. You know, we kind of, I think, touched on this a little bit last week. Like, you know, Nebraska basketball is an interesting case. They <clears throat> kind of exist a little bit. Like, at the start of the year, you know, I think it would have been a fair expectation for, okay, Nebraska needs to show progress um in in this this season under fred hoiberg otherwise we kind of look at the numbers and the numbers are what they are well at this point they've already exceeded all previous win totals they've shown the progress through some difficult circumstances um and you've won four straight you've got a super interesting game tonight against the michigan state program which you know Michigan State's basketball tradition speaks for itself, but that connection between Izzo and Hoiberg always, I think, adds a little extra to this one for me. Um, But, you know, the key thing for me, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, whatever, is trying to look at how sustainable, you know, a program is built. It's interesting that you (laughs) referenced Mike Riley starting 8-0. Um, all of a sudden, Nebraska's in the college football playoff rankings <laughs> for, for a week. And, you know, that was a season where, hey, you'll take it. 
10 times out of 10, but you can kind of see, like, I don't know if this is an eight-no-good team at that point. So that's going to be tough. It's going to be, you know, something to parse, I think, in the offseason. Um, Nebraska is going to have to make another good amount of roster moves, I think, um, to continue to build off this. But they've at least given themselves the right to do that at this point. Nebraska so close to touching an NIT berth, and it's not even funny. Well, I guess it is kind of funny to see where they once were to where they have now come, Uh, but it's been more passion than it's been more uh, humor. And, you know, is that all the state can expect, though, out of this group? With Michigan State on deck tonight for senior night, and then you follow that up with Iowa and you go into the Big Ten tournament, is it obnoxious to think Nebraska may have more on their plate or can go for seconds as if they win some Big Ten tournament games, maybe find their way into the big bracket? Um, I mean, I haven't, I haven't let myself entertain that too much at this point, but it's not crazy. I mean, with the way that they're playing at home, um, and oh, by the way, went on the road and beat a pretty good Rutgers team in that mix as well over this current kind of four-game home winning streak. Um, you know, tonight tonight feels like an opportunity for, for, for Nebraska if they're able to get it done, you know, on senior night at home. All of a sudden, you go into that, that finale against Iowa feeling like you've got a shot. And you go into the Big Ten, Big Ten tournament feeling like you have a shot to do some things. So, um, not totally crazy. Um, I, you know, it would probably take probably take running to the final day of the Big Ten tournament to to really enter the discussion. But they they played really well of late, and you've got you know those those two seniors. Three will be honored tonight. Bandamels, of course, uh, can't play, um, but. When you have Greasel and Walker and kind of the leadership there and you're getting some really good performances out of players outside of those top two, um, you know, I, I'm not ready to say Nebraska can't keep it rolling, I guess, at this point. Hey, Brandon, I'm, I'm just listening, and I, it got me thinking in one of my old coach-isms, staying in the moment, right? We're fast-forwarding. We're kind of projecting, hey, what does it take? What, is, what does this look like down the road? When apparently – and Coach Hoiberg referenced it in the pressers yesterday. You don't make those kind of comebacks and have these kind of games. You outscored Wisconsin in overtime. What was it, ten to two or whatever it was, twelve to two? You don't do those kinds of things without the ability to stay in the moment. How unique is this team, or how portable is it? However you look at it, that they seem to possess the ability to just stay in the moment, not looking to Iowa City until after tonight. Example. Yeah, yeah, it feels feels pretty unique to me, and it, it might be a little bit unique to the situation. You know, you look at this this Nebraska this Nebraska season, and they've kind of uh, hit all of the hit all of the spots along the tour route, right? You know, you had some early wins over good opponents, and you, you did that despite Derek Walker not being available for a stretch. Um, so, uh, you know. Getting to December and things are looking like okay, maybe maybe postseason is is where this team is is headed. Uh, then you deal with some injuries after the start of the first year and things get pretty low through a four game winning losing streak. Well, then you come back and figure some things out and 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 go on a winning streak to basically erase that piece of it. So I think that 
if that doesn't drive home that message of like, hey, we're not worried about the Big Ten tournament, who we're going to face there. We're not worried about the Iowa game. We're worried about Michigan State tonight. Um, might be a little bit circumstantial, or it might be actually a facet of this team. Um, and that's kind of one of those things where, you know, not to fast forward again, but you've got to wait and, and see, uh, hey, can you come back with that approach next year um, with a largely different team? Because it is, it is important. Uh, there's a reason a lot of coaches preach that preach that approach. Is it because Casey is knocking down threes? Hoiberg, when he comes in, does some unique things, not only just defensively, but uh, more of those scrappy plays. Is it because of guys like those two that we're seeing Greasel and Walker start to have success again and, and not feel as much? defensive pressure as they once did have um, on the floor because uh, for those two guys it's been a difficult go at it but then all of a sudden when other things started to open up it seemed like their job became a lot easier and that's what's kind of led to the success that they're on yeah I, I think the the emergence of Tominaga as a you know a guy who can go for 20 points on any given night um, it, it's hard for me to, I think, overstate the value of that because, you know, prior to that point, what, what was Nebraska? Well, you had two guys who give you everything you want in terms of leadership and effort in, in Greasel and Walker. I mean, Walker leads the team in scoring. I think he's just under 14 points a game. And, and, and that's good. Um, and he, he does a lot of things for you. But you just need somebody who can make shots, um, which, you know, isn't any great analysis, but it's, it's the truth. And, and if Tominog is doing that, not just behind the arc, like the thing that's been as shocking to me is his success finishing at the rim and, and getting into the lane. And, and you know, and that's, that's a lot of kind of coaching and, and drawing some of that stuff up, but also reading and reacting to, to how teams are defending you. Uh, it, it's just, it, it opens Sam and Derek up, I think, to just play the kind of game they've always been built to play. And, and it really shows, I think, the total value of what they're doing. If they're not your two two guys who both have to go for 14 points a night, uh, just because where else are the points going to come from? Hey, B, before we uh, get you out of here, let me cross over to football here real quick. With You, you heard the, the, the staff speak last week and they're trying to set the stage for what they want to have happen in in the spring is this one of those years or how do you feel about when jobs should be declared are you willing to be a little bit more patient this year without any lofty expectations heading into spring and not hit panic yeah i am i think in a lot of cases um I would almost, as someone sitting totally on the sidelines, prefer it if those, if the, some of those key battles go up to fall camp or even into fall camp. Um, I think that's, I think that's part of a, a year one under under a new staff. Um, you're going to have, you know, and part of a new staff is, you know, the early enrollee numbers. Uh, you know, you'll probably have larger groups come in earlier or later. Um, so you're going to have a, a raft of new players who who won't get here until the summer. Um, so that'll be important to give those guys, you know, a fair chance to to show what they're what they're able to do and what level they're at coming in. 
so for most of these these position battles, I don't think there's one where you've got to come out of the spring and be like, well, that's that's where we're going, um, and and we know it now. I mean, maybe the coaches will know it in, in certain cases, but I think all of the upside is on letting this run, letting it be. Hey, we don't have to be ready to go on you know May one. We've got to be ready to go on August thirty first. Brandon Vogel, appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much. We'll talk again next week. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Thanks, B. Managing Editor for Hale Varsity. Coming up, we'll keep it with football and look around the Big Ten, talk about the biggest storyline for each team entering spring practice. That's next.